Looking for a graduation gift to inform, inspire, and encourage? When you give a subscription to Christianity Today, you're giving redemptive, relevant news and thoughtful balanced dialogue about the church, current issues, and public theology. Visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to get a discounted student subscription for the graduates in your life. Starting at only $2 per month, this gift will engage and grow their faith throughout the year. Click the link in the show notes or visit orderct.com slash graduate gifts to order now. had an email come in from a listener who is asking about uh, whether or not we ought to boycott uh, businesses that uh, that take actions that are contrary to our our moral principles or our values and this is something that I kind of repeatedly am asked about it's usually with different companies uh, over the years my denomination a generation ago had a <laughs> a really well-publicized boycott of the Disney Corporation that didn't really end well, uh, I think. Then a few years ago, there were calls to boycott Starbucks over the issue of same-sex marriage. Now, uh, there are a lot of calls to boycott Target because of um, their policy when it comes to gender, uh, sexual differentiation in the bathrooms and not, not making any sexual differentiation in, in uh, restrooms. Um, and then there are all sorts of other inevitably questions about boycotting companies who are bullying states and people in states when it comes to religious freedom issues and, and so forth. So the question comes up uh, quite a bit. So here I'm talking generally, I'm not talking to any particular proposed boycott, but just generally when people ask me about boycotts. I am not of the mentality that a boycott is always a wrong thing. I'm not a boycott person, uh, those who know me. I'm not uh, someone who's involved in a lot of uh, uh, pro-boycott activity. That's because generally I think a boycott mentality comes from a perceived sense of economic power that uh, Christians believe that they have, that we can, we can bring a company to its knees by simply refusing to do business with that company. And in most instances, I think that's a wrong diagnosis of our power. It mimics what our opponents do, and, and sometimes what they do very effectively. And I'm not saying that we can't learn things plunder the Egyptians from the things that they do in in ways that are active for the common good. I'm just saying that's usually a misreading of uh, of the amount of support and alliances that Orthodox, small o, Orthodox Christians have in American society or in, or in many other places ar- around the world. I also think that often these boycotts are really not about boycotts. And again, this isn't everybody and this isn't speaking to every situation, but you can find groups and organizations that are constantly calling for for boycotts. And typically what a lot of these organizations will do is sign this petition about our boycott and it's really not about the boycott itself. It's about enlisting people in their movement and in their cause. Again, there's not anything necessarily wrong with that. It's just not 
an effective way to actually bring about to bring about change. So how ought we to think about this? If you've got a company that is clearly acting in ways that are contrary uh, to the things that you believe, and a company can do that. I mean, we, we looked at the Hobby Lobby uh, situation, and uh, there were all sorts of people who disagree with us who will say, well, companies can't have moral principles, and companies can't have beliefs. Of course, we know that's, that's true. Companies can have beliefs and have moral principles. Uh, companies do all the time. So you can have companies that can say, well, we're, we're not going to uh, experiment our cosmetics. We're not going to test them on, uh, on animals. That's a good thing to do and say we're not going to do that. I admire that. Well, why are they doing that? It's because they have some moral principles uh, behind it. And oftentimes, uh, companies will uh, take positions that I think are, are morally wrong, but they do so because they believe that those things are morally right. So companies can do that. When it comes to boycotts, first of all, I think boycotts are usually most effective when they're localized. So when there are situations where a boycott is, is called for, a national boycott is rarely the most effective way. So you think of, for instance, the Montgomery bus boycott. That was an effective boycott. It was locally organized, had national support and apparatus, but it was locally organized. I think of a situation, this wasn't a boycott per se, but a group of people that I saw one time who were organizing in their local community when an adult video store uh, opened uh, in that community, and they had uh, they had people outside of that adult video store uh, all day and all night simply as a sign. We don't like this happening in our community, and we're continuing to say to our neighbors, we know what goes on here. I think that can be effective, but beyond the question of effectiveness— I think we need to, to look at this in terms of biblical principles. And I think one of the problems with the hyper-boycott mentality is there's just a, a misunderstanding of what the default is. So for a lot of these people, the default is moral Christian America, and then you have these companies that are deviating from the default. I tend to have the opposite default. I think we live in a fallen world and we live in a fallen culture. And so when you see companies that are driven by uh, principles that are, are rooted in Christianity, that's the exception, not the, the rule that other people are, are deviating. So I'm not shocked when I see companies that take positions that I don't uh, agree with. I'm kind of shocked when I see companies that have a corporate culture that does, that is driven by uh, moral principles that are rooted in, in revelation. I think I keep coming back to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians is one of the most important uh, books of the Bible right now when it comes to understanding how Christians are to live in a culture like this. 1 Corinthians just speaks because of the nature of what Corinth was like it speaks to our cultural moment with special relevance. And so I continually find myself going back to 1 Corinthians, and it applies to 
this issue of boycotts really at multiple levels. I mean, one of them is that important principle in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, where the Apostle Paul differentiates between the accountability that those who call themselves brothers have as opposed to the accountability that those on the outside have. And he says, I don't judge those who are on the outside. I judge those who are on the inside. And Paul says, when I tell you not to associate with those who are sexually immoral, I do not mean, he says, the sexually immoral of this world. And and here's the crucial point. Otherwise, you would have to go out of the world. And so, uh, that's one of the things when, when people typically come to me and say, let's boycott this business, I'm kind of going to look at that through the, the same framework that I would look at uh, a war. The stakes are much lower, of course, than a war. Nobody's going to die. But one of the important principles of, of just war theory is what's the end game? Are, are you going to be able to accomplish your objective? And the other question I'm going to have is to say, okay, well, how do you consistently disentangle yourself from all of these commercial uh, networks and and all of these problems that are happening in terms of of commerce? And so I I think we, we hold people who bear the name of brother to a, a different level of accountability than we do those who are on the outside. I think that's an important principle here. The other important principle comes in that discussion, 1 Corinthians 8 and then on from there, about uh, meat offered to idols. So you have a real situation for people who are um, Christians, uh, many of them new Christians uh, within the church there at Corinth, which is how do we live our commercial lives? Now, there are some things commercially that Christians cannot do. So, you know, when it comes to the question of uh, temple prostitutes, that's a commercial endeavor. There was a temple, there were prostitutes that could be paid for sexual relations. Uh, The Apostle Paul doesn't come in and say, well, let's take a nuanced view of this. No, you don't go see the prostitutes. If If you join yourself to a prostitute, you are joining Christ to a prostitute. So there are all sorts of things in the commercial world that... If we as Christians participate in those things, we are sinning. And so if someone, if someone says, you know, should I, should I boycott my subscription to this uh, internet pornography site? No, you don't boycott it. You repent. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't subscribe to that. You can't participate in that without sinning. There are going to be other things, though, where the situation is going to be much murkier. That's not a new situation in uh, recent years. That's something that is happening in the New Testament world. When it comes to meat offered to idols, you go to the marketplace uh, and you're buying meat, Paul says you don't know whether or not uh, the meat has been offered to an idol or not. And it doesn't ultimately matter because Paul says we know that there are no such things as idols in the world. So we don't have a a superstitious sort of reaction to these things. We know that there are no idols. The idols are false gods. There's one God who created uh, everything. And so the cattle on a thousand hills, that applies to uh, the meat that you're eating. But that doesn't solve the whole problem because Paul says, but what happens if you're eating meat 
that's been offered to an idol, and there is someone weaker in the faith who sees this and who assumes that what you're saying by this is that there is some sort of um, magical property or some sort of worship that is attached to the eating of this meat. He says, then you can destroy somebody with that sort of uh, witness. I think that principle is critically important. Paul goes on to say, if someone sits something uh, before you, you don't know where it uh, came from, then eat to the glory of God. But if someone says to you, this is meat that's been offered by an idol, there's a different moral calculus. Now, that's an important principle. And it's important because, Paul says, eating ultimately doesn't matter in terms of, as Jesus says uh, earlier, it's not what goes into a man, it's what comes out of the heart that ultimately matters. So eating is, is sustenance. Uh, if you eat, if you don't eat, that's not what's important. What matters are the people who are around you. So here's how I think that applies to these questions of businesses. I think there are all sorts of businesses that don't agree with us on moral principles, but our purchasing products from those businesses is, is simply the purchasing of those products. And so when I'm buying lumber, uh, I don't have to go and ask, is this person who is selling me lumber a Christian? Um, what I want to know is, is this good lumber? And now I, I may want to know, is this person who's selling me lumber someone of good character? Uh, can I trust him? When he tells me that it is what, it, what he says it is, can I trust him that he's going to deliver it on time? But I don't necessarily need to know that he's indwelled by the Holy Spirit. And when I go in to buy a cup of coffee, I don't have to do a lot of research to say, okay, is everyone here, are they in agreement with me on, uh, on, on all of these moral principles? Of course, the most important being, uh, you know, sometimes you'll have people who will say, you cannot do business with people who disagree with you on morals, but most of those people would not uh, let that extend to questions of uh, agreement on the gospel. And so essentially what those people are saying is you can buy from an idolater, you just can't buy from an adulterer. Well, if the scripture is right that that a sin at any point is, is law-breaking, then that's not consistent. I think the question is, is your purchase of this particular item or is your commercial interaction with these particular people going to be uh, seen and read by them or by others as being an endorsement of those moral principles? So if I'm going down the street and there's a donut shop and I decide to go and buy donuts for my kids... I don't need to go and question everybody there. Hey, what are you going to use the profits that you make uh, out of this for? I don't need to investigate that. In many ways, I don't have the apparatus or the ability to investigate that. If, on the other hand, I'm coming through and there's a sign outside the donut shop that says, come buy donuts to support our owner's cocaine and prostitutes habit, now I'm morally implicated in this. I'm not going to do that. 
Because I know uh, this is the, the selling of the donuts is a means to something that is immoral, and, and my participating in that is an endorsement of that. I'm participating in that, and I'm, I'm signaling to that owner, I don't think that you're going to have to give any account for this, and I'm signaling to other people, including to, to Christians who are watching me, cocaine and prostitutes ultimately is okay as long as the donuts are good. Now, what does that mean? That means that when it comes to doing business, we don't have a simple list of rules. We have some things that clearly we would say, we can't do business with you in the marketplace. Maybe it is uh, someone whose their corporate culture is a celebration of, uh, of things that we believe uh, send people to hell in a, in a unique sort of way, in a way that, that involves their customers, then clearly we, we can't participate in those things. There are going to be other businesses that, yeah, they're, they're morally neutral. Uh, we can do business or not do business as we want to. But then there's going to be those other issues where we're trying to figure it out and there's a, a moral calculus that's, that's just not easy. That's not unusual. It's not easy in the first century. That's why Paul's saying, here are the basic principles in terms of eating this meat offered to idols. Same thing applies here. And sometimes you're going to have consciences that are going to be able to say, you know what? I think that I can buy these Girl Scout cookies, and all that this means is I really like those Samoas. And then you have other people who are going to say, uh, I really like Thin Mints, but I think if I buy these Girl Scout cookies and I know that Girl Scouts are involved with Planned Parenthood uh, in some way or other, that that's going to signal my support of Planned Parenthood. So in my conscience, I can't buy those Girl Scout cookies. Okay, don't act against your conscience. Don't sin against your conscience. That's what the Scripture's teaching us in Romans 14. If you act in a way that you believe to be wrong, then the Bible says regardless of whether or not that's objectively wrong, you're sinning against your own conscience. So don't do it. And then on those difficult cases, we bear with one another. And so we're not making divisions with one another. I can't believe you bought those Girl Scout cookies. I can't believe you still drink Starbucks. I can't believe that you go to Target or the reverse. I can't believe that you have such a weak conscience that you can't see that a cup of coffee is a cup of coffee. Bear with one another and live with one another in grace and peace. I don't think boycotts are the way to go. I think boycotts uh, tend to be ineffective. I think boycotts tend to, in our climate where we already have a tendency to view our power as the wrong kind of power, to exacerbate that. But that doesn't mean that they're always wrong or always simple. This is Russell Moore, and you're listening to Signposts. Every day, CT testifies to the reality that Jesus is alive, transforming his world and bringing his kingdom to bear. Jesus transforms, CT equips. Make a gift to our nonprofit ministry with a gift of $20 to provide 150 more people with redemptive storytelling, global perspective, and thoughtful podcasts. Give now at morect.com/equip.